He's a 10, but he likes to reach for Mike Williams at the 2-3 turn after drafting Cooper Cup first overall. Bro, I'm telling you, hop in these drafts when these idiot streamers are trying to draft and talk to the chat at the same time. It's so plus EV, bro. Oh no, I think I... I accidentally just took Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. What do we call that? A no-no. <laughs> no way. You don't have to set your lineup. That's incredible. And recently eclipsed 23%. And I'd much prefer it to be in the more 21 to 22% range. Get the fluff out. Get the fluff out. Shout out to the Fantasy Football Counselor. Use promo code PETE when getting all of your counselor merch. Everyone, be quiet. Mmm. Mmm. A hot, piping hot cup of coffee on a Monday morning on a 100-degree day here in Boston. GM. GM Casey, I hope the poor delivered for you. GM, GM, thank you, Kyle. Pete is so punctual. I swear to God, you guys jump down my throat if I'm 30 seconds late. I need to start going around to some of these other streams with a, with a stopwatch and seeing how late these streams are because I think you guys have been spoiled. Punctual Pete. Value hound punctual Pete. GM mother lovers. Wow, where's, where's this one coming from, Ross? Um, on the motherfucking dot, GM, GM, high T poor, let's go. Ah, ooh, the value hounds are out this morning. GM, 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 how are we all doing? I feel like it's been a minute, right? Because last week, uh, we did splash play for best ball breakfast. I was heading down to New York and, uh, and so we consolidated best ball breakfast and splash play. So it's been, been what, two weeks since we've all hopped in a best ball mania three together, a nice friends and family draft. Good morning, Patrick Sullivan. Top of the morning to you, Cairo Jag. Awoos all around. GMs, GMs, GMs. Let's do this. Let's uh let's hop in a BBM3 draft in a second. I should mention right at the top, and I linked to it in the description down below. Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about these friends and family drafts we do on stream. And I, I think it was our splash play best ball breakfast draft last Monday where there were literally nine red badges in the draft. And so I was thinking, you know, sometimes it is hard for uh, me to kind of share my my strategic thoughts um, in rooms that are, I guess we could say, compromised. You know, it's not like most of the draft rooms when I just hop in a draft at 11 p.m. So I actually recorded uh, a pre-recorded stream on Saturday night. I hopped into a BBM three draft around, I think it was around 11 PM, which has been kind of a choice time. I've been enjoying hopping in BBM three drafts and I recorded it and kind of was able to just talk through all my spots, be fully transparent. There were no badges around to be found. And, uh, I thought you guys might enjoy getting, you know, a non, uh, public badge brigade, piss boys draft take from me. So that is available for if you're a YouTube member on either my channel or on the ship chasing channel, I made that available there privately. So you got to pay up, you got to pay up to get the Pete late night best ball after dark musings on a draft. But for all the rent seekers out there, we will continue to provide free best ball breakfast content here. And that's what we're going to do right now. Mm. 
DJ Mitchell says he's jumping in. GM Aaron, GM, looking forward to getting second round Derrick Henry. Yeah, this is where I have to get all my my running back exposures. Alex is smart. Yeah, why don't you guys seek out random rooms? You know, just just enjoy the stream. You don't have to be in the draft. Just put your feet up. Just watch. Let let oh fuck. You're killing me, underdog. You're killing me. I said on the private stream I did Saturday, if I got the 101, I was just not even going to record it. I would just do the draft to try again later. Are you fucking kidding me? This is stupid. God, this is stupid. <sighs> well, you put you put the influencer shirt on the thumbnail. You get the influencer 101. I told you guys not to get in this draft with me. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. Hmm. Yes, yes, um, we are these are these are actual conversations we were having. I think Drico brought this up in the ship chasing Discord yesterday. <laughs> I mean, you can see my exposures there. I think I was at what? I was at nine percent Jonathan Taylor, 14% Cooper Cup because I had been trying to balance that out. Take the big dog 101. I probably should. That's how I give back to the community. Take the big dog 101. Ah. <sighs> Guys, I mean, talk about just a disastrous start to this stream. <sighs> I'm speechless. And I'm never speechless. Well, I guess you can see my exposures here. 5% Najee, 4% Dalvin Cook, 4% Joe Mixon. Only 2% Mike Evans. That one surprises me. Wait. DeAndre Swift went 102 in the Bizarro draft in the, the overflow draft. You got, oh, wow. So now we have confirmation here. DeAndre Swift 102 must be someone else who's sick of getting those 101 and 102s. They're getting bored. Oh, Lord, help me. You know what? We did. So we got Alex Berg. We have one red badge. We have Epic Daddy and thanks, Obama. But a bat, relatively badgeless. I do see it's Mookie. Looks like most of you guys ended up in the overflow draft. That's where I like to keep you. Keep you at bay. Look, on the one hand, I get a lot of one-on-ones. On the other hand, I gave you Underdog Cardio Club. And you're going to be very excited about what that means for you BBM3 drafters. I believe I was checking the Google form uh, this morning. I think we were close to 100 entries so far who have completed Underdog Cardio Club. We're going to be uh, closing that on July 1st. 
I was getting the store ready for the underdog cardio tank tops and shirts that you guys will all be getting for free if you completed that. If you guys aren't familiar with the underdog cardio club, it, it would um, you'd have to get a lot of cardio in, but it would be very doable. I think I actually have two more I need to get done before July 1st. I have the instructions down below. It's seven BBM three drafts while doing cardio. You post a tweet of your cardio stats and your team. You fill out the form and then you enter the underdog cardio club. We also have the discord channel going as well. Hmm. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do here? Do we just go high T? Or do we need to grab a wide receiver? We probably should draft Tyreek if he falls to us. Otherwise, we might just go high T. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll grab Kamara. And I guess we, we start to boost my numbers here, right? 4% Leonard Fournette. I really do think Fournette is going to start creeping up as the season progresses. I mean, once all the projection bros kind of get their hands in the dirt, or should I say in their spreadsheets? I mean, Leonard project Leonard Fournette, Leonard, Leonard project. Leonard Fournette is going to project extremely well. Um I think, you know, I was when you look at some of these other players, you know, Henry, you're hanging your hat on, you know, efficiency and goal line role. Austin Eckler, you're hanging your hat on pass catching. Najee, you're hanging your hat on volume. I mean, Leonard Fournette really can triangulate all the things we want from a bell cow running back in a way that I should have more of him. I should have more than 4%, especially because I do think he'll be, I don't want to go as far as saying like a one-two turn pick, but I could easily see him going, like Leonard Fournette should be going ahead of Joe Mixon probably, right? I'm just talking this out. I mean, I think I, I prefer Barkley in Swift to Fournette, but I don't. I don't know if I prefer, I definitely don't prefer Joe Mixon to Fournette. I have very little Joe Mixon. He's a tough click for me. Mm. Eric says, are you as high on A-Rob as everyone else? Let's wait to have this conversation until the 4-5 turn. Um, I I don't think I'm as high on A-Rob as the market, but I definitely, he is a guy I want. Um. He's a guy I want. I love the uh, the Rams playoff schedule. I mean, he he does feel feel he's he's a less exciting version of like Gabriel Davis, right? Where he can probably pay off his price tag at his current ADP just in a complimentary role to Diggs or in you know um, Allen Robbins' case to Cup. But man, think about the contingent value if Cup were to get hurt. Um. A-Rob would be positioned extremely well in that. So again, this is one of the things I've been thinking about a lot. It's what my next video uh, that I've been working on with Dubner, that should be out probably in about a week. We shipped it off to the editor over the weekend. But this idea that the market, these ADPs on underdog are really efficient, but they're inefficient or they're efficient in a way that prices players for their entire season production, but is maybe inefficient at pricing late season production and kind of contingent upside um, in the way that can really supercharge our team. So that's one thing I think about with guys like A-Rob of like, yeah, maybe he's getting a little pricey, but um, does have some really nice contingent upside in that offense as well. And I love their playoff schedule. I mean, home versus Green Bay, 
home versus Denver, and then, of course, the shootout game in Week 17. Joey says, anyone know what browser extension Pete is using? Yes, we debuted this on Lowell's last week. Uh, this is Brian Hooper's Sports HUD. It is a Chrome extension. I have the link down below. I highly recommend it. He's uh, really been ramping up um, the feature functionality with it right now. Um, you can customize kind of what is in the CSV that you upload it. So on mine, you can see I have week 16 matchup here in red. I have week 17 matchup in blue. And then I have my current exposures here in green. So these are kind of the things that I'm finding most useful right now. I have week 17 schedule memorized, so that isn't as heavy of a lift. And then the other cool thing it does, once I select a quarterback, it'll start to highlight pass catchers on the team as well. So I believe he has it right now available for $25 a month. It also um, includes pick'em overlays as well. So you can upload any projections and then you can hunt for pick'ems on underdog, DraftKings, find values relative to projections, all that good stuff. Well, look at that. Look at that. Right after talking about Allen Robinson, here we are. I am going to take George Kittle. Um, and look, at 5%, uh, Allen Robinson, I'm often taking Brees Hall in this range, but let's go ahead and grab A-Rob and George Kittle here. Is it is the 2% for what, DK Metcalf? Yeah, probably. That is the one thing about this exposure tool is I feel so naked. I feel so naked just hanging out my dirty laundry, my dirty exposures in front of all of you. Yes, don't call the sports HUD the, <laughs> the Bricks drafting buddy. I was trying to workshop names for him on Lulz. He didn't like that one. He didn't like that one. Only 9% Mahomes? Yeah, 9% Mahomes. I mean, what? If you, just, if you always drafted a player at ADP, you'd have what? Around, I think the math is a little over 8%, right? I believe that you can double check my math on that. So anything over eight or 9% is a guy I'm higher than market on anyone I'm below I'm lower on market on, but that would be about even with the market on that. So I don't, I don't really find anything weird about being even with the market on Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. If someone wants to stipe Stafford from me, I will allow it. Stafford, for some reason, I just never get excited to select Stafford. I kind of always begrudgingly stack Stafford. Bricks drafting caddy. That's kind of fun. I like that. The brick caddy. Because brick is a golfer. Okay, you get a little double entendre there. I like that. The drafting caddy. Has a nice ring to it. It's sporty. It's uh, it's appropriate in the sense of what a caddy does. Carrying those exposures for you. As you hit 18 rounds, 18 rounds, 18 holes. I think it, I think it works. I think it works. Thank you, Ryan. You understand my plight. Tough to get properly distributed exposures with 60% one-on-one. Hmm. -on -one. Uh. Man, I still do love this Brees Hall price. What did I have of him? Did it show? Was I 17% or 21% Brees Hall? I have a lot of Brees Hall. 
The other problem with this, uh, I mean, this goes back to the Mahomes point. When you are drafting from the 101, 102, it does put you in a weird spot for the elite QBs, right? Don't really feel like reaching for Josh Allen at the 2-3 turn. Um, Mahomes rarely comes back to the 4-5 turn. And then I prefer to get a wide receiver or tight end here. Like if Waller and Kittle fall, I definitely want to prioritize one of them at the four or five turn. But then this is also kind of a weird spot where you're either having to reach for Lamar or Kyler. So again, it's tough out here, guys. With these 101 and 102s, you don't know how hard it is for me to get these elite quarterbacks. Please have sympathy for me. I will just uh, unapologetically continue to hoover up George Kittle at the four or five turn. I dare you to continue to let George Kittle slide to me at the four or five turn. Trust me. I have lots of practice at this four or five turn tons. And I will gobble George Kittle up. Hmm. Matt says, on the rare occasion I am the 101, I like going with Taylor T. Pitts open or something like that. Yeah, that's a sexy start. I talked about this on my uh, the, the stream I did for VIP members over the weekend. Um, I ended up getting Pitts at pick 33. And I was kind of talking about why I struggle a little bit with taking him at the 2-3 turn, just knowing that when you do have the later slots, um, that he's just continually there at, you know, three, five, three, six, three, seven, three, eight. So I'd kind of want to get exposures to the players that can't slip there. Just knowing when I have those mid to late mid slots, I can routinely get pits. So, but man, I, I love pits. I'm not going to begrudge anyone, um, from grabbing him there. I know Spags loves to grab pits at the two, three turn. I would say, I just wouldn't assume that that's a super unique start. Um, because, you know, we saw the dynamic last year that one of the most popular starts, and I talked about this in my first video with Dubner, was that last year CMC, Jefferson, and Kittle. Because sharp drafters who got the 101 loved getting the elite wide receiver and the elite tight end. This year, Andrews and Kelsey are off the board by then, which makes Pitts really the only viable tight end to, to grab at the 2-3 turn to kind of get that dominant structural start. So I would just be a little cognizant that, you and many other people are probably reaching to make that happen. Um, what do we want to do in this spot? What do we want to do in this spot? Um, I really don't want Burrow. I really don't think I want to do Dalton Schultz because I grabbed Kittle. Maybe should we boost our AJ Dillon numbers here? I guess we could do Dillon only 5% there. And Let's see what else do we want to do here. This is kind of a kind of a gross spot. Um, hmm. Hmm. I don't even have any correlations with any of these other quarterbacks here. If I wanted to push it, ugh, yuck, yuck. I guess I'm gonna just take DeAndre Hopkins. He's another guy I talk about uh, in the video that's forthcoming. Um, about how I do think he's undervalued relative to this BBM3 structure. I don't think I'm going to miss DeAndre Hopkins' production that much those first six weeks. The buys won't have hit by then. Our team, our teams are generally the most healthy 
weeks one through six. I love the Cardinals playoff schedule. Again, three uh, dome games there, home versus Denver, home versus Tampa Bay. I guess I did get a little Leonard Fournette. Here, this one's for Osimo. I just correlated Leonard Fournette week 16 with DeAndre Hopkins. There you go. My, I'm, I'm curious. Let me let me get your guys' thoughts in the chat. If DeAndre Hopkins wasn't suspended, where do you think he would be going in drafts? Um, give me give me like a range, either um, around and early, mid, or late, and I will tell you my answer in a sec. Where do you think DeAndre Hopkins would be going in drafts if he weren't suspended for six games? Do, 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 do. Need to update. Need to update. All right. I you we are in we are in lockstep. The chat and I are in lockstep. I my answer is early third, but early third, early third, mid third, late fourth, early third, four five turn, mid third, late second, late third, two three turn. I do think the average of these guesses is is early third, which is which is where I think you'd be going to. I think you'd be going right after Keenan Allen in in the early third is my guess. So, you know, we're getting we're getting a four round discount on him here. I love the Cardinals playoff schedule. I don't think I'm going to miss his production. And so then the really question is if the production we value the most is weeks 15 through 17, should there be a four round discount because of missing weeks one through six, which is arguably the least important production of the entire season because our teams are going to be healthy and the bye weeks haven't hit then either. Makes you think. Makes you think. The nice thing too, you know, and we, I talk about this in the video with injured players, right? I mean, the timelines are ambiguous. You know, I know there's a lot of FUD out there right now with Chris Godwin's timeline. and. I, I get it, right? Because there's now they're saying, oh, it could be October, it could be November, it could be December, where he comes back. At least with the suspensions, it's a defined amount of time. There's no guesswork. We know Hopkins is going to be back on the field in week seven. So that makes it, I think, an even easier click than some of those injury ones. I am, I still really want to draft a lot of Godwin, but I do fear that Godwin is going to get cheaper as the offseason goes on and we continue to get you know, either more ambiguous reports about his return timeline or they just get more bearish. I think there's going to be more and more discounts there. So I'm trying to, as much as I, I appreciate what Godwin can do for our teams late in the season, I just want to be kind of price sensitive to how I think the market is going to handle that as well. Looks like we're all in agreement here on on the, the Hopkins stuff. And that, that is another interesting point of where, where would um, Marquise Brown be going if Hopkins weren't suspended? He'd probably be going more mid fourth. I actually don't think Marquise Brown would be going that much further down. Otherwise, I think people are just rightfully very excited about Marquise Brown. Whereas Mike Evans, man, Mike Evans might be, and I think that's why I have so little of him is because I do think you're paying 
such a premium for the added production you're getting early in the season with Godwin out. And again, because I value that production the least in this structure, it's a really hard price for me to pay. I like Mike Evans, but it's like the extra round he's going early is simply because of what he's going to do while Godwin isn't around. And then Godwin comes back and it's going to obviously hurt his target share there. All right. Let's see, what are we going to do up here? What are we going to do? You guys going to let me get Matthew Stafford? No, <laughs> David, David. Here, I didn't think I was going to get emotionally attached to Matthew Stafford. And then you go and take him from me. All right, here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. 0% Alan Lazard, 2%. Aaron Rodgers, we already drafted A.J. Dillon. Fine. Fine. I'll get a quarterback. Disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, let's let's just call it. I, so we had Cooper Cup here. Like, looking at this, I don't know. I just don't like, I guess I just don't like taking an unstacked Josh Allen at the two, three turn. I guess I just don't like it. I don't mind the Stafford pick, obviously, with, with Acres and Cup. Whatever. I'm over it. I'm over it. I drafted Aaron Rodgers. That's my thesis as well, Nick. Godwin could come back and be a top five wide receiver. It also seems like you know, you can have it. Sometimes the reports on his timeline being, you know, slower than we would like isn't, again, necessarily a bad thing, right? In that you don't want him rushed back. We, we don't want Godwin on the field still not fully recovered. We only want him back if he's fully healthy. I do think if I can FUD myself here, you know, I prefer to do the suspended and injured players on zero RB teams where you have more immediate depth at wide receiver. It's kind of the inverse of how you think about, say, your fourth running back in a hyper-fragile build, right? Like you can really swing for the fences with that fourth running back in a hyper-fragile build. You're not taking J.D. McKissick as your fourth running back when you started three early. You're trying to get the Alexander Madison, the Tony Pollard, the guy that can realistically crack your starting lineup. I think about it similarly with the wide receivers you add on to your zero RB builds. Cause you're going to be jacked up at wide receiver. You're going to have five or six early ones. Then you want that sixth, seventh wide receiver to be a big swing. And I think those biggest swings are some of these injured and suspended players. So Deandre Hopkins, Godwin, you know, Jamison Williams would be, you know, the perfect seventh wide receiver in a zero wide, uh, running back build. And so, you know, this one where I'm a little bit more on the kind of, hyper fragile side um you know hopkins i i am a little thin at wide receiver here but i think i'm going to be able to recover definitely outside of my comfort zone oh i forgot alan lazard guys you didn't tell me i got alan lazard seven picks after adp come on eight picks after adp let's go oh uh, alan lazard come on down Lunchables fudding my Aaron Rodgers selection. 
<laughs> Roger said he's tired of the cold, could have a mid-season retirement or A-B situation. I mean, look, I, I definitely am never excited to draft Rodgers. There's a reason it said I only had 2% of him. But when you draft like you're right, in this scenario, in this draft, in this multiverse where I drafted Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Lazard, Aaron Lazard is the MVP. And that's my truth. And that's my reality. What if Alan Lazard is the guy you need in 2022? What if? Has anyone has anyone tried that as a pickup line yet? Someone's trying to dump you and you go, what if I'm the guy you need? I mean, did you think about that? I know I'm not perfect. I know there's other guys you'd rather have. What if I'm the guy you need? Dustin, we've already been through this. We've already gone through the 101 stuff. Everyone's moved on, right? Right? Everyone's moved on, right? Right? Uh, he's a four, but what if he's the guy you need? All right, what are we going to do here? What are we going to do here? I know what I want to do if David doesn't. I swear, David, I swear. I swear to God, if you take Kenny Galladay from me. Okay. Kenny Galladay, a little little Kenny Galladay, Jonathan Taylor, Week 17 correlation. Sign me up. And you know what? Maybe a little Alexander Madison bring back in Week 17. Vikings, Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Alexander Madison opens the game with three straight touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers or uh, Aaron Jones also got hurt. Aaron Rodgers is playing catch up with Alan Lazard and checkdowns to AJ Dillon, who is fulfilling the prophecy of what if Derrick Henry caught screen passes? Well, that's what's happening in this multiverse. Should I rock a four Q, uh, four running back build here? I think I might rock a four running back build here. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin was listening to a best ball breakfast while mowing his lawn yesterday. He said, don't forget to recap the team for the audio listeners, Pete. Thank you. I had been slacking for the audio listeners. Shout out to everyone. Subscribe to the In a Vacuum podcast on iTunes, where I post the audio versions of my best ball breakfast streams. I have a one, four, five, one build. Through 11 rounds, this is a very uh, weird team for me. A lot of players I don't normally draft. I have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I have Jonathan Taylor, who I did select from the 101. Yes. Leonard Fournette, A.J. Dillon, and Alexander Madison. My wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, Alan Lazard, and Kenny Galladay. And I have George Kittle at tight end. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Thank you, Tyler. Madison, week 16 with the New York Giants. The correlation is out of control. Correlation, bro, and a value hound. Get you a man who can do both. Eric says, three QB build. Uh, I really would prefer not to. I think there's still a couple quarterbacks here that I would be plenty fine rocking a two quarterback build with.
I'm more, I feel just in general when I'm getting to a three quarterback build, it's generally, you know, when my first quarterback is coming like after round 11, I would say. I think, you know, when I'm getting a car, a Rogers or whatever, I'm still generally trying to, to just hit two quarterbacks. Aaron wants me to stream a cardio club draft. I, I can't, I, I go to the gym to do the cardio club. I mean, people already probably look at me weird when I'm on the Stairmaster and like sweating and trying to swipe on the underdog app. The, I mean, the acoustics alone would be a disaster. The Stairmasters are loud. You think it's something you want, but it isn't. And then everyone always complains anyways. We tried to do the uh, Club Top Shot live stream uh, from New York on Tuesday, just trying to do a nice thing. Um, it was meant to be a live show, but I was like, you know what? Let's try to get a stream up for the people at home. And there were some audio difficulties and everyone just bitches and complains and all this stuff. So anything with that, it's just, it's better not to do it at all as I've learned because then people just complain if it's not perfect. So it is what it is. What are we going to do here? You guys want to take your QB three? Otherwise I'm going to take Tua. I'm going to value hound the shit out of Tua with my Tyree kill. I dare either of you to take Tua as your QB three and sink your team. I dare you. Do it. Do it. What other wide receiver am I going to take here? Because I am going to have to take a wide receiver. Are you kidding, David? You're sick. You're so sick. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, all right. We're going to take uh, Tunyon and just super stack. The Packers, you're disgusting. Should we just lean into this game? Should we just lean into this uh, Green Bay game? We have 4% Osborne, 4% Tunyon. Let's do it. I did, Darab. I did. I mean, I appreciate the $25 donation here. I mean, <laughs> God, that's disgusting. Allen unstacked at the 2-3 turn. You make one good pick in Stafford. And then let's see the Tua here. Not a single Miami guy. Thank you for your donation. Normally, the, the Best Ball Breakfast streams, it's all the EV hunters, the ROI boys, the Red Badge Brigade. But occasionally, we get a donator. Thank you, David, for your service. Alex jokes, love Pete balancing his exposures in June. I mean, I'm almost at the halfway point with BBM three drafts. I mean, it, it is the time. <laughs> it is time to start balancing. I do love having them up in front of me, though, because, and I said this on uh, the Saturday night after dark stream, but it helps snap you out of complacency. I do think one of the, and I've even seen people talking in the Deposit Kingdom Discord in the Best Ball channel. I saw someone was logging all of their teams in a spreadsheet. And he was like, you know, I notice um, certain patterns with specific type of builds. And I do think it is extremely easy to end up on autopilot in certain builds. And I love seeing these exposures as way of kind of like snapping me out of it. Being like, Pete, when you're not really paying attention, you're in cruise control, autopilot, you're just selecting this guy every time in zero RB builds, or you're selecting this guy every time. And so you know, the, the Packers are certainly a blind spot of mine. They're just not my favorite click. And so sometimes just seeing that exposure staring at you in the face, being like, 
Do I really want to have, you know, sub 5% Aaron Rodgers? Eh, probably not. Probably not. I also think it was, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago we were talking about what do we think the least stacked games are for week 17, kind of the galaxy brain stacks. And I, I think we all agreed that uh, Cleveland, Washington was probably the least stacked team or game, I should say. Um, but I kind of think that Packers Vikings has to be up there too. At least like bottom five. It's, it's not that fun. I think it's a, it's a fun one to do mini correlations from. I think people like doing their, you know, Justin Jefferson, AJ Dillons and stuff, but it's not, it's not a fun game to super stack. At least that's how I feel about it. Maybe you guys love super stacking it. Last year, Willis was all about the Viking super stacks was all about them. Hmm. Yeah, DJ, we've I've moved on from from that bad to a pick. I trust me, I have spent a lot of money on bid equity and I got a $25 for a good bet is well worth it in my opinion. I can't I can't blame it. Can't blame David. Oh, Nick says he had the Tua Edmund stack. Let's not make excuses for him. Kevin says he has a disgusting amount of uh, New Orleans, Philly, and New York Giants, Indiana. Yeah, I think that I think those are are a little more under the radar as well. Jets, Hawks, best value ownership. I agree with you on the value part, but I think people like stacking that game. I think you know when we think about kind of like recency bias and stuff, um, because the Seahawks played that insane Week 17 game last year. I think people, it just feels to them. It's it's easier to associate the Seahawks as like a shootout potential team because we literally saw it last year. That's just my thought. And because there are good values, I think people are willing to go there more. What's the most you've spent on a bit? Spent like $15,000 on a fucking sliver of a crypto punk. Is that enough? Um, all right, what are we going to do here? Where's our structure at? So we're at a one, four, no. Yeah, we're at one, four, six, two. Um, I'm not, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to poke the bear this time. I'm not even going to poke the bear. I'm, I'm, I'm abstaining. David has, oh, David, <laughs> you, I thought I wanted to grab draft Daniel Jones, but David took his fourth quarterback. David, what is going on? What are you doing, David? You're sick. You're sick. Let's see here. You know what? Am I just going to, is this going to be the all gross team? Is this just going to be the all gross team? Am I going to take Marvin Jones? Look at this. Look at this is you want to talk about look at my KJ Hamler exposure 26 fucking percent any other time I'd be like come on down KJ Hamler why wouldn't I have you on one out of every three of my BBM three teams zero percent Marvin Jones I can't even click it myself it is so disgusting the value hound in me is overruling all my best intentions who wants to select Marvin Jones disgusting
Disgusting. You guys make me draft the grossest teams. I do a private stream on Saturday night, and I draft just the sexiest, gorgeous, correlated, value hound team of all time. Made available private for YouTube members only. Link down below. And then I come in here on Monday morning, and it's a fucking pig's pie. Pig's pie? Pig's pen. That's what I was going for. Just slop and manure and feces everywhere. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. How far after ADP did I get him, Alex? Let's just check the tape here. Let's just check the analytics. Marvin Jones, 162. Six picks after ADP? Dare I say. This is growth. Drafting Alan Lazard. Drafting Marvin Jones. This 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 wide receiver core might be more triggering for our corner of best ball Twitter than even like a robust RB team. Who am I? Look at this team. I hate all these players. Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones, Tunyon, Marvin Jones, KJ Osborne, Alan Lazard. I don't like any of these players. I've literally drafted a team I don't like Leonard Fournette. I hate my team. I don't like a single player on this team except George Kittle. I can't even take find joy in Jonathan Taylor. I've gotten him so many times. It doesn't even bring me joy. Marie Kondo asked me, Peter, when you make your picks at the 101, ask yourself, does this player bring you joy? And I said, Marie, Jonathan Taylor no longer brings me joy. And she said, well, do you want to maybe mix it up and draft Cooper Cup? And I said, I've done that, Marie. I have 14% Cooper Cup. And then she says, well, have you considered drafting CMC? I was like, eh, not really, because I, I think later in the summer when I start getting 103s, I'll just draft him there. And she goes, I don't know what to do with you then, Peter. I don't know what brings you joy. And I said, Marie, I don't know what brings me joy either. And then we just stared at each other. And she gave me some containers and then she left. Mm. Michael, I'm feeling uh, spicy this morning. Says this hound yell is a problem. You either got to commit to the bit and howl like a damn wolf at midnight or just roll the clip and let it go. Well, first of all, fuck off. Second of all, howl as much as I want to. Third, if I legitimately howl, one, the mic won't pick it up because it's not designed to pick up super loud noises. It's engineered to pick up close sounds. Four, my wife is doing meetings right above me, and I would rather continue my marriage than get thrown out for like for howling, howling like a primal beast. And fifth, did I say to fuck off? Fuck off. Mm. Mm. Don't bother, Willis. I did super stack. I did super stack. Uh... Oh, baby, are you telling me I can correlate Marvin Jones? With a young John Mechie, praise be. Praise be to God. Let's go. Let's double dip the Texans here. Let's double dip. Double dick or double dip? Mechie, Nico. Come on down. Boom. 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 Kevin says, this team will somehow make the final and then a blizzard-induced GB 
GB7 sounds like a Bible verse. GB7 min three. Um, game will kill it. Look, if if you talk to the people who get triggered by the week 17 stuff, they'll tell you that you just got to make it to week 17, man. It's hard enough just to make it to week 17. So by that logic, I should just I should just praise be to God if I make it to week 17. Can you imagine making it to week 17 and not having any correlation? You're looking around at all the other rosters. Like, that's a pretty nice stack. Oh, that's a nice bring back. Oh, wow. Look at those mini correlations. You got Tyler Lockett and Brees Hall in the same. Oh, my God. And you're the guy sitting around looking like a fucking idiot with 18 uncorrelated players trying to hit an 18-leg parlay. I just email underdog right then and say, take me out of the contest. You look around, you have to admit to everyone, you say, guys, I made a mistake. I optimized to get to week 17. I blew all my correlations in week 16. And now I'm here and you guys are competing in a 470 person DFS tournament. And I just submitted my fucking cash team. Wouldn't want to be that guy. Wouldn't want to be that guy. Corey, get back on get back on your mountain bike. I think I saw in the Discord you've only done two drafts so far this season. Get out of here. Go touch some grass. This stream is for people who have nothing better to do on a Monday morning. You guys get me all hopped up on caffeine because I have to have my iced coffee in the morning. And then you guys make me make a pot of hot coffee so you can get your ASMR kicks. Here you go. Everyone... No, I'm not going to say that. What's up, Fenny? You just roll in from the Monday morning marketplace. Mike causing shit with the Dapper Labs employees again. Who am I going to take? With my final pick, where are all the wide receivers? I am not taking lock. I am going to, hmm, who should we take? I'll let the chat decide who we take in this 2492 build. Wow. I, I, I think I have enough Green Bay. I'm not taking fucking Amari Rodgers. Who the hell is Eric Azukanama? Literally never heard of him in my life. Who should I take? You guys really drafted all. Did Tyquan Thornton already go? You guys are sick. I guess I'm going to take Donovan Peoples-Jones. I don't know. Guys, I'm taking a wide receiver. You guys weren't helpful at all. You guys weren't helpful at all. Congratulations, guys. Had a miserable morning. Miserable. Drafted a team I absolutely hate. I mean, what the hell? Why? I mean, this is, why? Are, what are we even doing here? I thought this was supposed to be fun. Listen to this team. This team is disgusting. Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones at quarterback because David thought it would be hilarious to draft four QBs. Jonathan Taylor 
for reasons we shall not discuss, Leonard Fournette, A.J. Dillon, and Alexander Madison at running back. Wide receivers, Tyree Kill, Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Lazard, Kenny Galladay, K.J. Osborne, Marvin Jones, God damn it, John Mechie, Nico Collins, Houston Double Tap, DPJ. DPJ, wait, wait, 6.1 picks after ADP on DPJ? Wow. Wow. George Kittle and Robert Tunyon at tight end. Look, this team got players at value. It's correlated, and I fucking hate it. That's all we have. That's all we have. Um, I think that's it. I will see you guys for splash play at 2.30 when I've cooled off a little bit. Uh, if you guys would like to get this exposure tool on here, I have the link down below. It's Bricks Caddy. I'm going to tell him to name it the Caddy. We, ha we have decided it's going to be called the Caddy. We decided it right here. Hopefully, Brick is okay with me deciding to call it that, but he has no choice. If you would truly like to see a draft where I'm not dealing with David's and the Red Badge Brigade, I do highly recommend watching that stream. I posted for VIP members. I was able to talk through my thoughts without tilting my fucking face off. Shout out to Marie Kondo for the integrated product placement today. Shout out to all the value hounds. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time.